Hey everybody, welcome back to the Living Room Champs. This is going to be our first episode outside of the world of professional wrestling. Here's we're going to give a little season preview to the NFL season. And uh, I got my buddy here, Mikey Whitesnake, once known as the best slot receiver on South Avenue. That's uh, right, Len. That's softest right. Softest hands in the biz. Yeah. How's it going today, Mike? Good, Len. How are you? I'm living the life, you know. Yeah, always. I'm excited, uh, excited to get into this uh, NFL kickoff show. As we start the, uh, the the next tentacle of the living room champs, which will be sports and sports related things, and I'm anxious to uh, to get this going, and I'm anxious to watch some football. Yeah, absolutely, it's great. It's coming up fast. Just a couple of days away, here we'll be back on some real NFL games with real NFL fans in the stands. At least at the beginning of the season, we'll see if that continues or not. That's Delta dependent i suppose right but um hopefully everything goes well and we keep players on the field and keep yeah. fans in the stands i mean you're already seeing the impact of, of some guys good on the covid list and you know once again it really doesn't matter if they have it it's gonna it's gonna play a factor in the season one extra game mm -hmm. uh, for everybody a little more money in the, the owner's pockets with fans back in the stands it's gonna be a, a lucrative year for the league but i hope uh you know the covid stuff doesn't get in the way too much uh, like last year yeah, and um, just before we get into all the questions we have about the season, I just wanted to, just a little sad news to start off the show, a little somber right. note. Uh, Longtime Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, radio voice Tunch Ilkin passed away today, you know, complications from ALS, the dreaded disease. So I know, Mike, you're a big Steelers guy. I just wanted to give you a second to say what you thought about that. Yeah, you know, Chaluch, uh, Tunch, uh, he was a, he's a Yenzer through and through, uh, former Steeler, and obviously Steelers broadcaster for many years after that. Uh, I always enjoyed his work. He had a good chemistry with Hillgrove and, and Wolf there down on the sidelines and, and Lou Gehrig's disease or, or ALS, uh, as it's also uh, officially known as, is just a horrible disease and uh, something you really can't recover from. Uh, and uh, just hope that uh, you know research is able to continue on ALS and improve the outcomes for more people who are diagnosed. It's unfortunate what happened to Tunch, but he was a great guy, great stealer, um, you know, on and off the field, representing the team well. So. Rest in peace, uh, Tom Chilkin. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, Chalooch. And uh, I, I lost a friend of mine to ALS not too long ago. It's a tough disease. There's no doubt about it. It's deteriorating. It's awful. So anyway, best to his family, and um, we'll get into the season preview now. I'm going to start with... Uh, Len, before we, before we get started, I actually have a question for you. Okay, well... <laughs> Oh, that's a great question, Mike. I am ready for some football. I'm ready Let's get in there for a Monday, Monday night no party. Part. It's that's Saturday, right. but I'm always ready for a Monday night party. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. so here we go. We're going to start off. We have some questions in each division, about five questions in each division. Me and Mike will go over, and we're just going to start with the AFC East. Um, no particular reason other than that's what I decided. So AFC East was won last year by the Buffalo Bills pretty easily, a 13-3 and record. Uh, Dolphins were 10-6, and Patriots 7-9. and and the lowly New York Jets, two and fourteen. Um, so, first of all, Mike, for twenty twenty one, who's going to win the AFC East? It's going to be the Bills. The Buffalo Bills uh, are going to take this division. I think 
somewhat easily this mm-hmm. year. I just think the talent that they have on both sides of the ball uh, with Josh Allen and his receiving core uh, pending a uh, – COVID Beasley uh, outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills, you know, I, I think I have enough talent. They're on the cusp, if you will, uh, obviously making it to the uh, championship game last year in the AFC. Um, I'm rooting for them. I've, I've always been fond of the Bills. <clears throat> so I do have a little bit of bias, I think, in that regard. I think our fan bases have always had a mutual uh, admiration for one, one another. The Bills are going to take this lend, barring a surprise by the Dolphins. Anything can happen. You know, if the Bills were to suffer an injury to Josh Allen, I think that would pretty much take them out of the race. The Dolphins with Tua, uh, how's that going to look? I don't know. I just think there's going to be some growing pains there. Uh, And the Pats with Mac Jones, I think, maybe have a good chance. They they might have an outside chance of taking that division as well. The the Jets, I I, got to see it to believe anything other than to predict they're going to be at the bottom of the division as they transition with their new coach, uh, Robert Sala. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into Mac Jones a little <clears throat> bit more in a few minutes. But, yeah, I agree with you. The Bills seem like a clear winner here. I don't see them being challenged at all. And even if they were to lose Josh Allen, if it wasn't like season long, they'd lose him for a few weeks. The signing of Mitchell Trubisky, to me, is a great signing for backup, it, although he's obviously not yeah. to the level of Josh Allen. He has kind of a similar skill set. You could plug him in and play for a couple weeks. And I've always liked Mitchell a little bit better than most of the league, or at least the league commentators seem to like. So I think the Bills is no question. Now, um, a realm that I know you're heavy into, I've actually retired recently from fantasy football. Yes. But what do you think is, who I should say, do you think is going to be the fantasy player in this division that you got to have? The fantasy player to watch in the AFC East is, of course, Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, he has the potential to be quarterback number one this year, I believe. That's a very strong possibility with what he brings uh, in the running game. And and it, everything goes through him on that offense. And, and with Diggs and the upcoming uh, Gabriel Davis, mm-hmm. Beasley, like him or not, uh, you know, he's been a solid contributor for them. I think they signed some tight ends. Got some thin knocks has been good for them as well. Uh, but Allen, everything's going to go through him in that offense. He's the key to making everyone on that team fantasy relevant. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, obviously, Josh Allen is, I mean, he's the front runner for fantasy player in this in this conference for sure. Um, I would keep an eye out just a little bit as another guy that I like a lot in this division you could get later in rounds is Gasecki from the Dolphins. I like Gasecki at tight end. He's uh, had a pretty good year last year. I kind of expect a little bit of a leap from Tua this year. <clears throat> so I think Gasecki actually could be a real nice safety blanket for him just as another option in there. Obviously, Allen's going to go much higher, but Gasecki seems like somebody that you might want to keep an eye on as well as far as fantasy goes. Now, uh, players that don't always impact the fantasy thing but are, you know, interesting. Sometimes you'll find one that just steals the show. Rookies, of course. And um, we got a couple, you know, high... High draft picks here in this AFC East, including um, you know Zach Wilson, obviously for the Jets, the new quarterback, and um, the Patriots' new starting quarterback, Mac Jones. So, what do you think? Who's going to be the best uh, rookie here in the AFC East? I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Actually, I, I think uh, they wouldn't have cut Cam if Belichick didn't have the utmost confidence in Mac. And it's funny because you look at all these other teams, say, "Oh, Trey Lance, he'd be good," you know, sitting behind. Uh, uh, Garoppolo, you know, Justin Fields might have to sit behind Dalton. 
But no one's second-guessing Bill Belichick whenever he decides to cut Cam Newton, who it's not like they just brought him in this year. He, he knows the offense. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a valuable thing. Yeah, uh, You would have thought they would at least keep him as a backup, unless there's something there we don't know about. But to cut Cam Newton, and I'm not sure did they ever sign Hoyer or not. I mean, it, it might be irrelevant, but they, they have seem to have faith in Mac Jones. If Bill Belichick has faith in Mac Jones. I have faith in Mac Jones. Obviously, he played for Alabama. He's been in the spotlight before. Yeah. Um, there's nothing too flashy about me. Is what he is. I think he'll be steady and consistent. Zach Wilson, keep an eye on him, obviously, as well. Um, you know, I, it could be, I, you know, it's a toss. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wilson uh, was the best rookie in that division or offensive rookie of the year either. He seems to be getting good reviews uh, in training camp this year, but I think Mac Jones is in a better position to win games and and possibly be a sleeper in that division, uh, just given his skill set and obviously Belichick's uh, a blessing. Yeah, so. and I, for me, I'd say the one rookie I would keep an eye on outside of the quarterbacks, obviously, is uh, Jalen Waddell uh, for the Dolphins from Alabama as well. I think he has a chance to have a big breakout year. Now, obviously, I'm hot on the Dolphins right now. We'll see if, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they're my sleeper team in this division. Who knows? But I did have a question about Mac Jones from one of our loyal listeners. Oh, uh, is that is that? There's somebody at the door. Let's see who it is. It's Darren, in fact. One of our loyal listeners, Darren, has, take, has sent in a message. And this is a great, great question. Um, like so, let's see what you think. Okay. He wants to know how would you rate these Macs? And the choices are Mac Jones. Wait, things with Mac in the name. Well, you'll you'll get the gist. Yeah, okay, Mac okay. Jones is one of them. The okay. Big Mac, Mac Gruber, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or the MacBook Pro. Now I know you're a big technology guy, Mike. So maybe the MacBook Pro is the year number one i don't know um i i like this question a whole lot and i'll rank mine first just so you know i mean number one to me with a bullet is the big mac i mean it's one of the most important sandwiches in the united states history in my opinion um i love the big mac it's number one okay number two to me mcgruber one of the most underrated movies you'll ever find simple just laughs Beginning to end, it's absolutely ridiculous. I cannot wait to watch that movie again. Number three, I would go with Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Just the longevity alone is amazing how long that show's been on. I I love Mac. I, all the characters there have a great, great uh, feel. They each have their own spot. And then um, I would go four. I would go Mac Jones because... Uh, I like Mac Jones. I think he's going to be pretty solid. MacBook Pro would go last to me because I've never owned a MacBook Pro, so I really don't care at it about it literally at all. But I do like an Apple iPhone. So go ahead, Mike. What do you think? Well, honestly, Len, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because my rankings would be the exact same. Thing. All right. All right. <laughs> and honestly, I'll, I'll throw a couple uh, uh, tidbits in there uh-huh. uh, from my perspective. Obviously, Big Mac is number one. Secret Sauce. Um, is it the best fast food burger? I think on the previous show we discussed that. Where the Whopper, I think, and even to me, Wendy's is better almost than the Big Mac sometimes. The Grand Mac, however, takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> and if that existed still, I mean, that might be number one. But the Big Mac as a whole, it's it's a Pittsburgh area product, so I'm all behind it. 
Uh, obviously, number two is McGruber. I think you said number two, McGruber, as well. Uh, obviously, love McGruber uh, and Will Forte in McGruber. And I wish there was a sequel. Are they making a sequel? You They're said? making a prequel, a prequel. series, okay. in fact, on uh, Peacock, coming soon. On Peacock? Yeah. On the cock, so on you the can cock. catch the new uh, McGruber on the cock. Uh, Mac from Always Sunny at number three. Mac Jones at number four. He hasn't proven anything yet, but obviously I just picked him as my rookie for the AFC East, so I got to stick with my guns there. Obviously, he's played for Alabama. He's won national championships, yes. right? I mean, the dude's a baller. Uh, and number five is a MacBook Pro. I've never used one. I don't touch Apple stuff normally. I have an iPad, uh, which I don't mind. I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's it's starting to, to reach its end of life, I think. I might get another one. It seems to be a good tablet, but I've never owned an iPhone. I've never owned an Apple desktop. I just don't want to get that ecosystem. I'm comfortable on the Windows PC Android side of, of things. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Future reference, you know that's where I'm coming from in terms of technology. I'm not an Apple guy by any means, but the iPads aren't bad. So I'll keep the MacBook Pro. I'm sure it's fine, but I really don't have any I'm two cents about it. I'm not an Apple guy. So that's what I would say. Uh, great question. All right. Yeah, great, great, question. great question. Great Darren. question, Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you, Darren. Now, uh, the fourth question we have for each division is, which team would you think is a possibility to be a sleeper team in, out of this division? I hate it to even call them a sleeper, but it's honestly, it's, it's, it's the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the expectations are a little bit lower. Uh, the Dolphins and Patriots are right there. I think it's the Bills division to lose. Uh, I think with the rookie quarterback, with them missing the playoffs last year, they added a little bit of skill, I think, the wide receiver position. But overall, you know, is Jacoby Myers going to take that next step? Is Nelson Aguilar going to show up? Is their tight ends going to be – are they going to be healthy? The uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith could be big, but are they healthy? They were hurt uh, all of camp, so I'm interested to see how that – and obviously Mac Jones is, is will be the straw that stirs the drink there. Uh, the, to be honest, the running back situation was it Damian Harris. Who the hell knows what that's going to be? You know, they're going to have five guys running it, and they'll all run semi-efficiently. But, mm-hmm. but without Cam Newton there, which I think it'll it'll force them to kind of open up their playbook a little bit more, and, instead of relying on what Cam does well. Uh, but if Mac Jones takes that step, like I just said he would, it would be foolish of me not to say the Patriots are not the sleeper team in the AFC East. Yeah, and I think I tipped my, my uh, cap a little bit already to the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are sleeper team. Now, they finished second last year. They won 10 games. They were just a game out of playoffs, so it's not like they're a huge sleeper. But I feel like a lot of people think they're going to take a step back, losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe a lot of people don't trust Tua. I do trust Tua. I think he's going to take a big step forward. I like the addition of Jalen Waddle, as I said. And um, I think Gasecki's really good at the tight end position. As I also said, Flores, the coach, learned under Belichick. has been a great defensive mind there. I, I just think the Dolphins are ready to take the next step. And um, as far as the Patriots go, I agree with you. Those two teams right there are head-to-head Like as far as who could take the next step. I think the release of Cam was actually a positive only because – the locker room really galvanizes around Cam. They like Cam. The guys in the league love Cam. He's a, he's one of the players' favorite players, I think. So 
to get him out of the locker room, I think helps Mac a lot, not have you know any mistake he had be magnified where people are calling for Cam. So I agree. I think the, the Patriots will also take stuff forward. I think this, there's a possibility you could see both of those teams as wild card teams, to be honest with you. So that's what we think about sleepers there. And then the last question for each division will be, what player will be the most valuable player in this division? And, and that's easy. I already said he's going to be the most important fantasy player. If you're the most important fantasy player, chances are you're in the MVP discussion. That's Josh Allen again. It, like I said, it's all going to go through him with the situation in Buffalo now with the stadium they're fighting over. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just in Buffalo recently, actually, and I was able to talk to some locals uh, about the whole situation. Uh, you know, they're they're all kind of worried. The, the Pagulas uh, of their Marcellus Shale money. Uh, obviously, they, they came in. They, you know, they bought the Sabers. They bought the Bills. The Sabers could not be might be one of the worst run franchises. They're they're bleeding into that. That the fan sentiment has turned on the Pagulas. They set up Penn State's hockey program, men's and women's. They bought it all, named the arena after themselves and whatnot. Uh, but the fan sentiment, I think, that is beginning to shift because they're ask, asking for taxpayer money to help build this new stadium. It'll be in Orchard Park or somewhere uh, else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the threat's going to get real. The story's going to linger. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a battle probably fought out uh, on multiple uh, fronts. Yeah. Um, I can see Josh Allen taking that city, whether it's a celebration into the, into the future, securing a new stadium, staying in Buffalo, or maybe, it, it, God forbid, I don't want to see this happen. If it, it turns out that it might be one of the last draws, Josh Allen's going to put that city on his back. Yeah. There couldn't be a better match in terms of player and, and fan base and team than what Josh Allen brings to the Buffalo Bills, and he's going to be the MVP uh, easily. Yeah, the I'm AFC Easton, I would put my money on him being the MVP of uh, the AFC as a whole. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. This is a pretty simple question in this division. Josh Allen's the MVP. If Josh Allen's not the MVP, then the Bills probably are terrible somehow, and something happened catastrophic. So let's not hope for that. Um, I've, you know, I've always supported the Bills as well. My, a lot of my family's from Northern PA here, Bradford, Smithport, and whatnot. And so I always um, have had a little affinity for the Bills as well. I wouldn't. I'd love to see Josh Allen complete what Jim Kelly couldn't and bring a ring to Buffalo. But who knows? I mean, they're right there. We'll see where it goes. However, it's time to move on from the AFC East. I think we spent enough time on that division. We're going to go south now to the AFC South, a division that is historically kind of putrid, to be honest. And I don't know that I see anything like that changing. So last year it was the Titans. The Titans have settled in as a pretty good team. Obviously, I had Julio Jones there, 11-5 last year, tied with the Colts, a surprising 11-5 there. And then the Texans, 4-12. and disaster in Houston. We'll get into that a little bit. And the number one draft pick goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars with their stellar 1-15 record under the ownership team of Shad Khan. So, what do you think, Mike? Who's going to win the AFC South? It's going to be the Titans, Lynn. And that's an easy call for me. I think you look at the standings last year, it's going to be the same thing. The Texans are a shit show, obviously. The Jaguars, Urban Meyer, don't trust them. Don't like what I've been seeing out of that so far. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine, but I'm probably not as sold on him as a lot of people are. I think a lot of people have already anointed him. Uh, let's see how Urban Meyer. I, I need to see it. 
but there's been a lot of loose lips coming mm-hmm. out of there so far, I would say. And, and you know, as they say, loose lips sink ships. Very true. And I'll tell you, this division, like I said, I'm. this doesn't really, this division just doesn't grab my attention. We're not going to spend a ton of time on these topics. I'm going to be completely no, honest. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, the so, Titans are going to win this division. The, the Titans uh, are going to win yeah. this division. Best fantasy player, Mike, I'll just go first on this. I think the most important fantasy player in this this is Derrick Henry, and I think that's pretty obvious. Derrick Henry's been unbelievable the last few years, just carrying the team on his back. Now, the only question is, when is he going to break down? Because the, at his size and the amount of hits he takes, I just don't know how long he can keep it up. But I'm going to stick with Derrick Henry for yeah. one more season. Yeah, it's not like he's fresh out of college either. He's been in the league, what, this is his fifth season or sixth season? I believe yeah. he got a new contract out of his rookie deal last year. So, I mean, it's not like he, you know, he's got a lot of, a lot of mileage on him. So it's a valid question. But he is, he's a god, he's a king, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Uh, you say Derrick Henry is the most important fantasy player. I'm going to go uh, same offense. I'm going to say A.J. Brown is going to be the most important uh, fantasy player out of the AFC East. Okay, good enough. Now for we'll... no particular reason, I think Julio is going to open stuff up for him. I think he's proven he's tough. He had a lot of injuries last year. He played through. He's a dynamic guy. Tannehill's doing nothing uh, but improving at this stage of his career, and that offense, I think, is really going to take off. Okay, well, uh, we got here an email, AFC South related email. Oh, really? Uh, yes, we do. Okay. And so we're going to get surprise. into we'll get into that real quick. Yeah, it is right. a little bit of a surprise. Right. I ain't gonna be, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's half AFC South, half. Oh, um, I mean, political. Oh, wait. You want to know who's there? Who it is? Somebody at the door. Let's see who it is. I'll tell you who it is, Mike. It's a guy by the name of Tom sending an email. He sent a couple emails. Thanks, one, Tom. Uh, one was about Mac Jones, which you pretty much answered with, without me. So we appreciate the question. I just didn't reiterate it because Mike had already answered a lot about Mac Jones. But the other question he wanted to know is he wanted us to share our thoughts on Carson Wentz and his unwillis, unwillingness <laughs> to get vaccinated. So we're going to dive right in here. Uh, this could be a big disservice to teammates, Tom thinks. And I, I'll, I'll agree with Tom right off the top. I think that the guys that have decided to not get vaccinated – for, through no other reason other than quote unquote needing more information or quote unquote it's a personal decision. In my opinion, that's just a terrible teammate. I don't I don't care. I mean the vaccine's been proven over and over to be safe and effective. That that's political. I'm not gonna get into that too much, but I'm just gonna tell you it's not political. It's science, it's medicine, it's worked, and so whatever. Everybody should get vaccinated. Now, Carson Wentz has enough problems to my in my opinion getting a getting a locker room behind him without that question because he's injured often um he's you know underperformed last year one of the worst years you could have last year he was completely awful so i think that that's a it's a big disservice that's my answer to your question tom yeah i mean i i, I can't see anything um, differently really than how you put it len uh you know, I understand people's hesitancy to not to not get vaccinated. Uh, however, it's not all about you; it's about everyone around you. And in this case, it's your team. In this case, if you miss games, other players could miss games. Uh, and refusal to do that. Uh, I got the vaccine. I've had no problems mm-hmm. then or now. Uh, so that's all I can really say on that. I think everyone should get vaccinated as well. Of course, it's ignorant. It's it's. Uh, it's a selfish thing to do to a team and to a reputation that needs every advantage that it can to be relevant. And if, if you don't have a quarterback, 
that you don't have it's worth team. a damn. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the offensive line is in Indianapolis. It doesn't matter how many running backs they have. I think they got Mac. They got Taylor. Who you know, they got somebody else. Uh, Nahim Nahim Hines. Yeah. Uh, you know they got a good backfield. Um, they've got some talent uh, at wide receiver. Their defense is solid. Their coaching staff, I think, is solid. I like Frank Reich, but this I think there's been concerns all offseason about this team's vaccination percentage. And the lower percentage that you have, scientifically, the higher chance you have at having guys miss games. Exactly. Basically, at this point, because they have it. So, of course, it's a disadvantage. But thank you. For the question, Tom. Absolutely. Now let's go rookies in this call, this uh, division. Excuse me. Um, I mean, I think there's well, me personally. Think I think there's only one answer here. It's Trevor Lawrence. Now I'm. I'll just get this right out there. I'm a fan of Clemson football. I have been my whole life, long before Dabo or any of their wins or national titles or anything like that. Um, so I think. Very highly of Trevor Lawrence. Great guy. Come in as a freshman. Just took that program over. Let him do a championship. I mean, I just think he has every single thing you want from a quarterback to lead your franchise into the future. I think he'll do that. As far as Urban Meyer goes, Mike, you said, you know, you don't trust him. You don't want to see it to believe it. I understand that completely. But I've always thought that Urban Meyer would be a good NFL coach. And it was all paths were leading there. And I tend to still think that. I mean, I'm gonna, I actually believe in Urban Meyer and... I'll just give it away now. This is going to be my sleeper team in the division. I know that's probably going to surprise a lot of people, but I think that the Jags get somewhere around 500 this year, and that would be a huge, obviously a huge step up from one win last year. So what do you think about rookies, Mike, here? It's going to be Quiddy Pie, Pay, Pie, the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from the Colts. That's what it's going to be. that mark on the E or the I? Um, yeah, it's Pay, Quiddy Pie, uh, Michigan uh, defensive end there, uh, will be the uh, best rookie okay. in the AFC South. Right. That's, that's all I really have to say. I'm very confident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it needs no further explanation. I like your comments. How about a sleeper team then in this division? What do you think? Uh, sleeper team in this division is the Jaguars. I mean, let's see it. Urban Meyer, man. Bring it. Uh, it's a Titan once here. I think it's a Titans to lose. I yeah. think this division, they're just so much in a much better position from a coaching standpoint, from a, a veteran leadership standpoint, uh, than any of the teams in the AFC East with the Carson Wentz situation. I mean, Let's you, see how that plays out in Indianapolis, right? But he yeah. looked like shit last year in Philadelphia. Terrible. So if he's hurt or gets COVID or looks like shit, the Colts are out of the conversation. <laughs> and that leads me to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's every one, every four or five years seem to sneak into the playoffs and and and, and create you know some conversation around yeah. themselves with all that AEW money. You know they're not afraid to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, CM Punk right? Might CM be there. Punk is going to probably be at some games. That place is going to be running wild. It's the energy is going to. This is Jacksonville's chance. You know, it's Absolutely. either make it now or they're going to move them to London. Probably. That's true. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I mean, it's all up to him, right? It's all Absolutely. on his shoulders at this point. If he, if he can play spectacularly this year, that's the sleeper team to look at. Absolutely, and that's why I'm going to say the MVP of this division is going to be Trevor Lawrence. I, I know it's a it's a big swing, obviously, but I think. This, if Trevor Lawrence can get this team to seven, eight, nine wins, which I think he can. 
I would say. <laughs> it's too much Trevor Lawrence. I think Love he can. Lamb. I think he can get him there. So he's the MVP of the division for me. Who's your MVP, Mike? The MVP of the division for me is Ryan Tannehill. Uh, to come back to haunt the uh, uh, former Dolphins yet again with Julio and AJ and a very talented running game, obviously, and complimentary wide receivers and a defense that's that is uh, still uh, benefiting from the it's coaching of, of Nickel Bow from many years ago. Uh, their defense is not going to be terrible this year, Len. That team is going to take the next step, and it's going to be because of Tanny. All right, there we go. That's the AFC South. No one cares about that. So we're going to move on to the AFC West. And AFC West is a, a division that obviously hosts one of the most talented and talked about teams in the NFL. They won it again last year. The Kansas City Chiefs under Coach Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, 14-2. and two. Then a bunch of mid middle level teams. The Raiders, 8-8. Eight and eight. The Chargers, 7-9. and nine. And the Broncos, 5-11. and 11. I think any of those three teams... Could take a step up this year, actually. It wouldn't surprise me if any of those three teams ended up being playoff teams. So who do you think is going to win the division here, Michael? The Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs are going to win the division. Right. Yep. Okay, now, who do you think is the most important fantasy player in this division? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That's a good call. I like that one, too. Travis Kelsey, yeah. He's, I mean, at the tight end position, he's so important to have. Uh, and he's, I mean, he had, he's showing no signs of slowing down, right? I agree. I, I mean, agree. I, one guy I would take a swing on if I was in a fantasy league, which I'm obviously not anymore, as I said earlier, Mike Williams of okay. the Chargers. <laughs> I know Mike Williams has been injury prone here and there, no doubt, but he started to step up last year a little bit with Justin Herbert. I think if he can stay on the field, Mike Williams is looking at double-digit touchdowns. I'd rather year. have K.J. Hamler for example, than Mike Williams. Okay, well, that's fair enough, Mike. Now, what do you think about the best rookie in this division? Wow, the best rookie in this division. Let's see, what are my options here? Let's yeah, I think um, I, I personally am going to go with, with Patrick Sertan, uh, the, the cornerback that's on the Broncos now from the University of Alabama. I think he's going to be an instant impact rookie. Uh, I think he's going to be a, an immediate number one corner guarding the other team's best receiver. And I think he's going to do a great job locking them down, um, you know, as far as that goes. And in this division, the rookies, you know, obviously the Chiefs don't get a high pick ever. The Broncos took Sertan. Um, you know, there's not a ton of high-level rookies in this division, in my opinion, but I like Sertan a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with tight end Trey McKitty. Oh, yeah. Of the San Diego Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, with the – with. Hunter Henry leaving the team, I think McKitty steps up okay. and becomes the best rookie in that in that division and in a, in a tight end on the rise of a team that relies on the tight end heavily throughout the years. McKitty right. will step in and fill the shoes of Antonio Gates, Hunter Henry. I like that. That's a that's a good that's a good pick. I think a lot of people were thinking Parham's going to take a step up this year, but I like your pick better. I think he's going to be the tight end to watch there now. What about a sleeper team in this division? As I said, all the, the bottom three teams under the Chiefs have all, they're all close, so it's not a huge sleeper for any of them to be better. But what would you say the best sleeper team's going to be this year, Mike? Well, you know, I, I think this is an easy pick for me, and I think a friend of the show, uh, Jerry, uh, will really appreciate this. It's good. The sleeper team to watch in the AFC West line is the Denver Broncos. 
Yeah, you uh, know what? I agree with you, Mike. I'm I with think you. with Teddy two gloves mm-hmm. uh, in that cold weather, the gloves will fit in nicely. I think with Jerry Judy taking a step forward uh, with a little bit more reliability and, and Drew Locke is a, is a fail-safe who I think can still sling it. I think he still deserves an opportunity to get some passes, and he probably will at some point this year. I'm sure that saga is far from over. Uh, I don't know if they have Aaron Rodgers locked up per se, and they maybe should have taken a chance on Justin Fields, but I do love the certain pick. I probably would have selected him if you didn't. Uh, I do think that's going to work out for them. I think he's... He's locked in. He's going to be a number one corner for several years to come. Uh, so that defense is just going to get better. Von Miller is back. Uh, the Broncos just always know how to play defense. I think they have a great home field advantage over a lot of teams when it, you know, it gets to the nitty-gritty. So if they can sneak in, be a wild card, they can cause some problems. Yeah. And they got some options at quarterback, and they could be a lot worse position there than other teams I think are currently looking at. Yeah, uh, with those with two veterans there, but their offense uh, and Javante uh, Williams, I like him. Or mm-hmm. yeah, Javante, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think he's going to be uh, a good piece for them on offense. No fan, love him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm all about I'm all about the Broncos being that sleeper team in the AFC West. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Broncos as well, and most of it's because of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater believer. I think he is a you know. An upper tier quarterback as far as you know the upper half of the league i think he's a playoff caliber quarterback i like him a lot the one thing i would like to see a little bit from the broncos this year last year they just seemed to run the ball on first down far too often one of the highest run rates in the league on those things the situations and i think teddy would benefit greatly from a lot of first down play action and get him some easy throws i but i like i agree with you on all their weapons the, the other teams in the division everyone expects the chargers to take the leap i think but behind Herbert. Uh, their offensive line is a mess. I'm not sure I believe in it at all. The Raiders, to me, are the definition of mediocre in the NFL. They're never terrible. They're not going to be probably terrible. They're not going to be great. Um, Derek Carr, again, definition of mediocre. Just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Good, not great, not bad. He's a good quarterback. I'm not, I'm not knocking him, but he's very, he's very conservative to me. Um, doesn't take a whole lot of chances, and um, he does that too because he's risk averse. He doesn't want to throw any interceptions, and that seems to be his priority as a quarterback. And he succeeds at that, but it doesn't get you the big plays that you can get. So I agree. I'm going to go with the Broncos. And as far as MVP in this division, um, I'm just going to say it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's I mean it's an easy pick. I know it's a layup, but Patrick Mahomes is. You know, unbelievable. We have to talk about him in this section, so I figured this is the way to talk about him because we haven't said his name yet, really. So Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of this division. It's easier to say Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP, but I'm going to take the chance here Mm -hmm. on one Justin Herbert. I think he's also ready to take the next step. I think they do need some more weapons there in San Diego around him. That's where where McKitty comes in, obviously. But uh, I think Herbert is ready to challenge Mahomes. I think he's got all the attributes to be a stellar quarterback and a franchise cornerstone. And you take him off the field for the Chargers, I think it would be uh, a terrible impact to that team. So I'm going to go with Justin Herbert, just okay. for the sake of, of giving you someone different there. All right, sounds good. Now we This next division, last division AFC, is the AFC North, obviously a division that we're going to spend a little bit of time on here because our 
our friend Mikey White Snake, big Steelers fan. All our, all most of our emailers, Dave, Darren, I know they're both big fans of the Stairway to Seven. I think that's a terrible phrase, but I understand it. So AFC North last year, Steelers did win that division, twelve and four. Uh, starting 11 and 0 on the year, and then just kind of whimpering to the finish line. The Ravens were 11 and 5. Also, playoff team Browns 11 and 5 trounced the Steelers in the first round. If you remember that, Mike, I don't know. And then the Bengals with Joe Burrow, last year's number one pick, who unfortunately got injured last year. Hopefully, we'll be back and ready to go this year. So, AFC North, who's winning? The AFC North, Mikey White Snake. It pains me to say this, Len. It really does. And I can't believe I'm, I'm going here. And you're not going to believe this. And I know that people want to know my opinion on this and, and who I think is going to win the AFC North. Is it going to be the Steelers again mm-hmm. or somebody else? My, my God! Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Let- who is it, Len? Who's going to win the AFC it? North? I think this will help my credibility moving forward on the show, and it's not about that. But I hope this sets the bar from what you can expect from the living room champs in terms of integrity, honesty. Len, I hate to say this, but the Browns are going to win a division this year. All right, there it is. Breaking news from Steelers diehard slash insider slash blowhard Mikey Whitesnake he is going with the Cleveland Browns the arch nemesis of his Pittsburgh Steelers to win the AFC North and I have to say Mike I agree I think the Browns are going to win the division too I think it's their time I think there's they still have some questions yes. but I think all the teams in Everyone this division does. have a lot of questions absolutely this is, is going to be a competitive division absolutely I think this division is going to be yep. you know down to the wire yep and we got we have one email oh and I think who, kinda, uh, it, is that what do I hear there's somebody at the door let's see who it is I'll tell you who it is Mike it's Nate, a guy that often oh, frequents you, me. How you doing? Often frequents my restaurant. Also oh. is a big, uh, big name over there at Lowe's Home Goods, Home Improvement. So anyway, Nate wants to know which division has the best Thank chance you, to get all four it's teams in the division. You think it's this one? What did you say? All four? Uh, three teams. I'm sorry. Three teams in the division. Oh, jeez. I, I don't think there's ever been every team to make it to the playoffs. So that would almost be a statistical improbability. But it is possible. However, now. yes, absolutely. And I believe this division is one of the most recent to put three in the playoffs, right? And that was last, last year. year. Uh, so it's going to be this one again. I think all three teams are solid. I think the Steelers are good enough to sneak in, obviously, depending on a lot of things. And we'll get into that. Uh, the Browns, I think, are ready to take that next step forward as a franchise. Uh, I like what they're doing on both sides of the ball. I like their philosophy. I think the Ravens are almost a given. Um, and the bang- the Bengals, I'm not right now, I feel with Burrow back. But uh, this division has the best chance uh, to put three teams in the playoff. The other one would be the NFC uh, West right. with the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49ers. Yeah, we'll get into that later, obviously. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Browns are. Now, fantasy players, there's a lot of big fantasy players in this division, honestly. So there's a lot of guys you can pick here as your best fantasy player. Who would you pick, Mike? I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be the best fantasy player from the AFC North, but the most important is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Once again, everything literally runs through him. Uh, 
he's RB1. He might, you know, he should be an RB1 more than a QB1 uh, at this point. I don't think they put enough weapons around him. Um, Rashad uh, Master Bateman mm-hmm. uh, is, a, is a rookie to watch out for there, but yes, he was injured in, in training camp already. Is he another Miles Boykin? Hollywood Brown, is he going to stay healthy enough to be a factor? The loss of J.K. Dobbins is huge. The vaccination status of Lamar is in question. It's make or break time for Lamar Jackson, I think, in Baltimore. This season is going to say a lot about how much weight he can carry on his shoulders. Can he get over that Titans hump? Can he get over that Chiefs hump? Can he get over the the, uh, AFC North uh, hump? Uh, Mm -hmm. Can he beat the Steelers consistently? Can he beat the Browns? The most important fantasy player in the AFC North is Lamar Jackson. That's a great pick, and you're right. There's a lot of questions about that Ravens uh, franchise at this point. I don't think Lamar Jackson's one of them. I mean, I think he's secure in his spot, but I do think he is an important fantasy uh, player in this division. As far as the most important fantasy player in this division, I'm going to go a different direction with the presumed division winner, the Browns. I like Nick Chubb as the most important fantasy player in this division. Uh, he's been unbelievable coming back from a catastrophic injury at Georgia in his last year there, and he kind of just worked his way into being a top-tier running back. Now, he does lose some carries and some possible points to Kareem Hunt, who's also very, very capable NFL back, so that hurts a little bit. But I believe in Chubb completely. I think Chubb will be the best fantasy player and the most important fantasy player in this division. That's a good pick. I'm, I'm real high on Chubb as well. Uh I mean, he just does a lot with his touches. That's really what he boils down to. I love Nick Chubb. I wish I could have got him in my one fantasy draft this year, but I didn't uh, for one reason or another. But I'm big. I'm big on Nick Chubb. I got a big Chubb, as you could say. Yes, sir. You definitely. (laughs) All right, who's going to be the rookie of the? Now I'll go home for this one. Then I'll go home for this one. It's going to be Najee Harris. He's. I mean, he's going to carry a a strong burden on himself this year. Anthony McFarland just went down with an injury, so he's going to be starting the season on the sidelines. After Najee, they really don't have much. Benny Snell, Kalen Balaj. Uh, Najee's going to get a lot of touches, and I think he is extremely talented. Easy to say he's going to be the best rookie in the AFC. Oh, Mike, you know, you know you can't just throw Kalen Balaj's name out there that you know indiscriminately without knowing that I'm a BBG. I'm a big Balage guy, and I have been from day well, one. Well, good. I'm glad he's on the Steelers. Uh, he big, looked good in the preseason, I will say. You I'm a big Balage guy. I have been. Yeah. I've, I will not uh, give up on Kalen Balage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, like him better than Benny Snell, that's for sure. They cut, they cut Jalen Samuels, or I think he's on a practice squad. So it's not his backfield. He's going to see a lot of work. Yeah, as far as rookie goes, I was going to go. I would have went with Bateman in this situation. Um, that's who I like. Yeah, I like Bateman a lot. He's mastered a lot of different techniques at the wide receiver yes. position for sure, and master route runner. A lot of people think, um, but unfortunately, the injury put me off. So I'm going to surprise some people here. I'm going to go in the depths of hell, a team I despise with every being of my heart, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will take Pat Fryermuth as the rookie wow. to watch in this division. I think he's going to be the next. Keith Miller, if you if you say I for, for I Ben, now, I don't know what they're going to chant annoyingly when he catches a pass. Uh, is it going to be Muth? Muth. See, the thing is, I believe it's pronounced Friar Muth. Oh, okay, so Muth. Muth. I don't know. If no, that's they're going to say Muth or Heath or Heath. It'll be Muth. Maybe they'll just say Heath. Heath. But I believe it's pronounced Friar 
and maybe some of our, uh, I know we have, I'm sure, a lot of Penn State guys out there. I'm not one of them, just to be clear as well. I don't mind that pick as the early returns on Friar Muth are good, but I believe it's pronounced Muth. Muth. We'll see what the chants say. Yeah. I'll just go with whatever the yins are saying. Yeah. If they say, well, how do they pronounce it? It's got to be, right? That sounds better than me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sleeper team in this division. I don't think any of these teams even are a sleeper unless yeah. the Bengals were. I mean, what, the only team you can really, yeah, I mean, it would the, be the Bengals. It would right? be the I Bengals. picked the Browns to win a division, so you know I'm not going to pick that. I don't think the Bengals are really uh, going to do enough to be considered no. a sleeper this year. Yeah, they I didn't do, do enough to improve that offensive line in Cincinnati, and it's going to be another tough go, even with all the weapons with Jamar Chase. Uh, added to that receiving core. Yeah, Chase and, has had yeah. some drop problems here. Yes, in the yeah, I'm a huge believer. I'm not in worried Chase. about him at all. I think he's going to be a good, a good piece. But they didn't do enough to improve that offensive line or defense. Yeah, and that wraps up the AFC for us here, Mike. We're not going to get into playoff predictions or any of that stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll I just want to be clear, Len. First, before we move on. Uh, the MVP of the AFC North. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I'm sorry, there was one more. AFC, ben Roethlisberger. Thank, thank you. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is your pick? Okay, I'm not going to pick Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Although his diet is now stricter than it's the TB12 He's in better method. shape than Tom Brady, I mean, they say. I better than the man himself. I mean, if he could play another 10 years. They say he's... they've said that the last 10 years about him, literally every single year. I, think I, I, I just kind of, when I say MVP Big Ben, because you know I don't want to be too much, but honestly... Whether or not he stays healthy and is able to play will determine whether the Steelers make the playoffs. If Ben goes down early or struggles through interceptions all year, starts pouting about whether he's going to retire again, it's going to be a rough ride for the Steelers. If he stays healthy and plays well and uses all the weapons he has to his advantage, and it's that's a big if because the Steelers did also not do enough to improve their offensive line. It might even be worse than it was last year. The offensive line of the Steelers has to be the most valuable player. If they are, Ben's going to have a tremendous year, but it, it all rides on him. I do have a bonus question for this related to Ben. What is, Mike, in your expert gambling opinion, what's the over-under on the number of fake injuries Ben has where he limps off the field into the locker room, takes a break, comes back a little bit later. Well, the announcers say they think he might be the toughest person to ever walk Earth, and then he comes in, plays normal because nothing was actually wrong with him. Over under, what would you set it at? On the season? On the season. For total, the time total, that will happen. Total time. Three. Three. That's a, I'm going so far over that. That's probably going to happen in the first month of the season. My MVP in this division is Baker Mayfield. If the Browns are going to win the division, Mayfield has to be the MVP. Now we've wrapped up the AFC, and we're going to go to an ad from one of our great sponsors. So yes, thank please you. enjoy. Sponsor. Yes. We'll be back with the NFC after this. Living Room Champs. But your whole family is real hungry. Just pick up the phone and call Napoli's, where you can get the pizza. Or the salads. Or the strabolis. Or the pasta. Or the calzones. Or the fish sandwich. Or the pepperoni. Or chicken wings. How about the hot the pepper cheese balls? Or a special steak. Call 375-0140 and feed your familia right tonight with Napoli's. Forget about it. All right, everybody, welcome back to Living Room Champs after a great ad from our friends at Napoli's. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the NFC East. 
But last year, I wish I knew. With a despicable record of seven and nine, the Washington football Good team, Lord. Giants and Cowboys six and ten, Eagles four eleven and one. Ugh, gross. Ugh. I, this division is not interesting in a lot of ways, but is also on TV every single time you try to watch of a football course. game. So America's let's, team. Let's go ahead and see who we are going to pick for the division winner here, Mike. Who you got? It's going to be the Cowboys. Uh, Dak's going to come back and really light that offense up. They were scoring uh, in bunches uh, before he got injured last year. I know he's had some concerns uh, already, I believe, with the shoulder uh, and obviously coming back from the gruesome ankle injury. Uh, but with him back. Uh, the Cowboys, I think, have done enough, obviously, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, maybe Zeke comes back to form. I like what they did on defense as well. And if Dak's healthy, Cowboys win the division. Yeah, I mean, I can see that as a pick for sure. I Obviously, offensively, they're one of the most talented teams in the league, probably. I'm actually going to go with a repeat champion here. I like the Washington football team to win this division. Um, I like the defense a whole lot. The defensive line, one of the best in the league. Uh, Chase Young, one of the best players, period, at any position in this league. I like that. Terry McLaurin's good. And McLaurin is going to finally get a, a quarterback that likes to sling the ball and is able to sling the ball in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, people that know me know that I refer to him as Ryan Fraud Patrick because I think he's a complete and utter fraud as a starting quarterback in the NFL. However, when you're replacing a one-legged man, Dwayne Haskins and, you know, one-legged Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins as the starters last year as, long, as well as Kyle Allen. I mean, Fitzpatrick is going to probably be an improvement over them. And, um, again, I like Trey McLaurin, Gibson in the backfield, but most importantly, their defense, particularly their defensive line, I think will win this division with probably some mediocre record, like 10 wins maybe. Now, as far as the fantasy players to watch here, there's a lot. There's actually... Despite these teams it not is. sounding interesting at a lot at all, they do. There is a lot of big time fantasy players in there, including McLaurin and a couple guys on the Cowboys, like you mentioned, Zeke. But who would you say is the fantasy player that's most important in this division? Most important, I would go with this year breakout star C D Lamb. Yeah. From the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cooper has obviously a, a sordid inj- injury history. Um but with Dak coming back fully healthy, I think Lamb is ready to take that next step. Obviously, you talk about sophomore receivers. I think he has the potential to really break out. I also like McLaurin. But as you said, with, with the quarterback situation, and kind of in flux there, depending on how it shakes out. I have a little bit more faith in the Amish rifle than, than you may have. But I think C.D. Lamb... Uh, is going to be right there with Terry McLaurin as the best receiver in this division. And I think that is going to be a very important factor in deciding who ends up winning this division is kind of who has the best firepower. And I think C.D. Lamb is, is really poised to take that next step to stardom this year. Yeah, I, I, have, I actually agree with you. I think C.D. Lamb is going to be a huge star in the league. And I think the Cowboys got a complete steal with him for sure. And... Um, I actually think he's going to be very good, but uh, and I, I'm actually just going to go with him as well. I'm not going to pick a different fantasy guy in this in this division because while there's a lot, and I think Zeke bouncing back would be a huge story. I think Fitzpatrick could be the most important player because he'd be picked a lot later, and also could put up big numbers. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Lamb as well. As far as rookies in this division. Um, 
you know, I don't think there's a great rookie class in this division, but the one I like and I'll keep an eye on is the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, going to Philadelphia. Um, is Jalen Hurts the quarterback? They traded for Gardner Minshew, who's you know can make things happen as well. So I predict we'll see Minshew before too long as the starter there over Hurts, even though I do like Hurts as a potential game manager type starter but i think um Devontae smith is the rookie to watch in this division i'm gonna go with micah parsons the linebacker there in dallas i, I think he's already turning heads down there seems to be fitting in well that's who i'm gonna go with as the best rookie in the nfc east yeah i don't mind that that's a good pick too he's got a potential to be a big time player on that defense and they need it that defense was terrible now the sleeper team in this division again this division is kind of a just a bunch of mush mash everything's just put together so i don't really know that there is particularly a sleeper team in this division but i don't uh, the one team i would probably consider a division a sleeper even though they technically finished second in the division would be the giants but i don't see them taking a step forward their offensive line is so bad and daniel jones while he shows glimpses just flat out turns the ball over way too much so i'm not going to say they're going to be my sleeper team i think i'll just say there isn't a sleeper team in this division, is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, even though they won the division, the Washington football team are the sleeper team okay. in the NFC. East because I think a lot of teams are expecting Dallas to win with Dak back this year. Because I think he kind of puts them out ahead of the pack. Maybe Taylor Heineke gets some time behind center. And when the Amish rifle eventually starts uh, uh, misfiring. Mm -hmm. and It's inevitable. I think that the Washington football team is the sleeper team even though they were division champions um let that sink in yeah exactly that's, that's interesting all right and then how about the mvp of the division michael the mvp i'm going on the defensive side of the ball with the washington football team and chase young i think he makes an enormous difference he might even break Dak prescott's leg again might even rip it off he's mm -hmm. an animal and I think he's going to be the MVP and the reason why the Washington football team might be a legitimate contender this year. That's the reason that I think they're going to win the division. I agree with you 100%. I think Chase Young will be the MVP in this division. I think he has a very good chance to be the defensive player of the year throughout the whole NFL, especially if they do win this division. So I would keep an eye on that. And um, if you do future bets, maybe put a little dabble of money on Chase Young as defensive player of the year. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think Chase Young's the man to watch in that division for sure. Now, we're going to move on right now to the NFC South, a division that was not won by the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but, in fact, by the New Orleans Saints at 12-4, Bucks 11-5, Panthers 5-11, Falcons 4-12. Uh, what do you think for a division winner this year, Mike? It's going to be Tampa. Uh, fresh off the Super Bowl victory, I think uh, very little turnover on that roster. The Saints are in flux. Tampa finished right behind New Orleans last year uh, in the division. Uh, but with Drew Brees retiring, I think it's going to be a rough go of it for the Saints this year, honestly. The Panthers, they might be uh, with Darnold at the helm. I'm not confident in them. The Falcons could be a sleeper. They had a miserable season last year, though. Uh, so I don't think you can fully count on them bouncing back. It's going to be the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to have to be the Buccaneers. I actually think the Bucks will be better this year than they were last year, particularly in the regular season because they've had all offseason to work together where they didn't win Brady's first year. Um, <clears throat> Brady's, you know, I mean, you know, what can you say about Tom Brady? It hasn't already been said. He's amazing. And I think, you know, I agree with you. I think the Saints take a step back. 
I actually think the two bottom teams kind of take a step forward. Um, I don't believe in Jameis Winston as a starting NFL quarterback, and I don't believe in Taysom Hill as a starting NFL quarterback. So the Saints, while I think either of them will be better because they have Sean Payton, I don't think they'll be good enough to be better than Tampa Bay. So I'm going to agree with you there. As far as fantasy players in this division, there's a lot to choose from here as well. Um, I would say my most important fantasy player in this division, to me, is going to be DJ Moore is who I'm going to say is going to be the most important fantasy player in this division. I'm a huge fan of him in in, uh, Carolina. I think Donald's going to take a step forward. I like Matt Rule offensive philosophy. I think the Panthers are going to be better, and I I like DJ Moore to have a big year. Let me be clear here. Christian McCaffrey is the most important player in, in fantasy football this season, if healthy. But I'm going to go with a wide receiver who's ready to take over the helm as the top dog, the head of the table on the Atlanta Falcons, and that's Calvin Ridley. And without Julio Jones, it will be interesting to see how how Ridley adapts to to being the the main uh, focus of attention for defenses. But I think he has a career year. He's a stellar wide receiver, and he will be the make or break factor in a lot of teams making the championship who picked in the back half of that first round this year in fantasy drafts. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think Ridley is is going to step up big. He's going to have to. He's going to face different defenses, obviously, like you said, without Julio. But I believe in him completely. I think he's a superstar receiver in the future. And as far as the uh, rookie in this division, I'm going to stay right there with the Falcons. I like Kyle Pitts, the tight end in Atlanta, to have a big year as well. Another reason I think the Falcons will be much improved um, him and Ridley, I think, could be a great one-two there, a receiver. Matt Ryan is pretty steady, but, I mean, his time has got to be coming to an end, in my opinion. He's kind of one of those old-school statuesque quarterbacks, can't really move around. Um, and even his pocket mobility, where Brady's probably, like, the best of all time in pocket mobility, even though he's not fast or can't run, he can avoid hits. Matt Ryan still just reminds me of an old-school statue, and I think that those days are coming to an end in the NFL. So, uh, But I will say Kyle Pitts is the rookie to watch in this, in this division. Okay, that's a good pick, too. He's obviously very dynamic, and they spent a lot of draft capital uh, to get him, but I think, Len, you might be right. He's probably going to be worth the hype eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I will say the sleeper team in this division – and this is, um, yeah, I think this is a sleeper team in this division. I think it might be a sleeper team just for a playoff team. I like the Carolina Panthers this year. I think the Panthers are going to take big steps forward. Obviously, if McCaffrey can stay on the field, it's enormous. Don't get me wrong. So that's going to be, you know, make or break for him. I like the weapons they put around him, though, you know, with, with um, DJ Moore, as I mentioned. And then I believe in Sam Donald. He was in a horrible situation in New York, never got – Never got a chance to even get started, really. I mean, everything could go wrong went wrong for him. I like him in Matt Rule's offense. I like the Panthers. I think the Panthers make the playoffs. I'll just say that right now. I think they're going to make the playoffs in the NFC. All right, I'm going to go with the Panthers, too. And I don't think I gave you my rookie. It's going to be J.C. Horn from the Panthers as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can, uh, I'll can i sandwich those two together. I think J.C. Horn, uh, son of, of former Saints also, mm-hmm. uh, receiver Joe Horn, uh, is going to be the rookie of the year. Uh, to watch there. Yeah, in I'm the excited NFC about South. Horn as well. Right. But I think the Panthers, Matt Roll, I like him as a coach. McCaffrey back healthy. Defense should be solid. Uh, they got some pieces. They got Robbie Anderson. They just signed to an extension. They got DJ Moore. 
I believe they added another wide receiver. They lost Curtis uh, the Samuel. They lost Curtis Washington, Samuel, but they bad. added. They, didn't they add another wide receiver in a draft that was fairly uh, sought after? I think their offense will be fine. I think they are the sleeper team to watch out for, but also keep an eye on Atlanta. Matt Ryan can do some things every now and then, but that franchise just seems to be in a tailspin uh, as well. But it could be anybody's game, really, in the NFC South. Yeah, I got you. Those, those other three teams other than the Bucks are all going to be scrapping it out, I think. And as far as MVP in this division, obviously you got some choices you can make. Um, to me, the MVP in this division will be the GOAT, Tom Brady, TB12. I think he's the most important player in this division. I think he's the most important player in the NFL. I think he's the best quarterback that's ever lived. And I think he's one of the best winners that's ever walked the face of this earth. I'll stick with Tom Brady as the MVP here in this division. The MVP is going to be... I'm sorry to say this as well, Len. I have to agree with you. It's it's the GOAT, yeah. right? I mean, he's he's settled in now down there. The scary thing is he's, he's, he's comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable with everyone around him. I think Antonio Brown is poised. I was almost ready to say Antonio Brown, but... Uh, I mean, I started to throw it up in my mouth a little bit, but I think he's going to have a fantastic season as well. Godwin Evans, the whole crew is back. The running game, we'll see how that holds up, but it's hard to imagine anyone challenging them that in that division. Really, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. Brady just doesn't lose, so I have to go with him as well. All righty. And then for the for the NFC, instead of, we're going to save the West for last because we're going to save the best for last. But we'll go the NFC North now, a division that is varies in levels of excitement to me, but it's got some potential. Uh, won again by the Packers last year, led by MVP and malcontent Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Bears finished second, actually made the playoffs with um, Mitchell Trubisky largely leading the way. Vikings seven and nine. Lions five and eleven, and who is going to win the NFC North, Mikey? It's going to be the Pack. Yes, it's going to be. Uh, the I pack. think that's fairly obvious. Again, uh, there was a there was a, a big gap between them and the Bears in the Vikings last year. With Kirk Cousins, a lot of turmoil, too much noise around the Vikings for them to be successful this year. Lions are still getting started under head coach, new head coach Dan Campbell. Rodgers. It, with all his 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 you know uh, moaning and, and hand wringing, if you will, uh, which really amounted to much ado about nothing, except getting Randall Cobb back, is probably going to be in the MVP discussion again. Uh, it's going to be the Packers division to lose. Yeah, it's a pretty easy one. How about fantasy players in the NFC North, Mike? Who do you think is the most important fantasy player in this? Division? Wow, wow, that's a tough. That's a, it's Devontae Adams, right? I mean, he was a wide receiver. One, I think, last year. Yeah. He's a game breaker. Uh, He's going to probably put up the most points if everything goes well. Allen Robinson is another one to keep an eye on as well in Chicago. I'm big on him. Vikings, I just really can't buy anything coming out of there this year. I know Dalvin Cook is a high pick in a lot of fantasy drafts. I'm not buying him. The Lions, who the hell knows with Jared Goff there now. It's, Devon, it's Devontae Adams. Uh, they really didn't add a whole lot, honestly. They got Randall Cobb, but really, right. uh, Aaron Jones is back. Uh, it was a question whether or not he'd be back in the offseason. But really, it is what it is from last year, so I have a hard time 
uh, not believing that Devontae Adams will be at the top of the pecking order. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the obvious pick. I was going to choose Irv Smith here with the Vikings, and then the injury derailed that, so Irv Smith's out. But I will say I'm very high on Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson could have another big year here as the receiver there in Minnesota. I agree, though. I don't really like Minnesota as a whole, even Cousins and their, their coach can't even see eye to eye on vaccination. So, I mean, it's a it's a disaster there. But I'll just say I still like Justin Jefferson, but I agree with you. Um, Adams has to be the guy to talk about here, clearly. He's the, one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in football. Um, so we'll go with that. And then as far as sleeper teams. Uh, Len, I, I would just like to maybe give a little, another little nugget of knowledge to okay. our listeners, another maybe honorable mention. Because I know they're anxious to hear. My God! Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? TJ Hawkinson is uh, one to look out for in Detroit. They don't have a lot at the, on the receiver uh, side of the ball. Uh, and I think Hawkinson is poised for a big year in Detroit. Yeah, I like that. And Goff loves his tight end. So I think that's a natural fit for being a very important fantasy player there. Well, I, I agree with you. That's a nice pick. Nice, nice add-on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to digress, but we can move on. No, you're right. That's, that, was, that was a good one. Now, how about um, the best rookie in this division? What do you think about rookies in the NFC North? Well, you know, I'm going to go out of limb here and say Justin Fields wins that job by the end of the year and improves to be a good pick and to prove a lot of teams wrong as being what he, the fifth quarterback taken in the first round this year. A lot of teams are going to be kicking themselves. Yeah. By the end of the season when Justin Fields inevitably takes over in Chicago. Yeah, that was my pick also. Um, I mean, he's the he's the highlight. I wouldn't be surprised if this plays out similar to Houston a few years ago when the oh, Bill O'Brien insisted Tom Savage was going to start the season. He started the season. Former my, Pitt quarterback yeah, Tom former, Savage. Former Pitt, Micah Pitt alumnus himself. So former Pitt quarterback Savage. Make it basically at halftime before he's replaced by Deshaun Watson. And then we never hear from Tom Savage again. Who knows where he is? He's probably coaching high school football somewhere. But I like Justin Fields here as well. I'm, I mean, I have to give some respect to Andy Dalton in his career. I don't want him to dismiss uh, yeah. him that way. Big he's, Dalton had, guy. he's had a great career. I'd but, love to have him as a backup quarterback. Yes, and I think he's a, he's a great backup, and I think he has ha- had a great career, so I don't want to dismiss him about like that. But I just think if you're the Bears, if you're Matt Nagy, you have to get Justin Fields on the field. You have to. You have to see what you have. You have to let him play. So I agree. I would say three to four games we'll see a Dalton, and then we'll see Fields, and Fields will be the most important rookie in the division. Yeah, and obviously look out for Sewell there. But, I mean, the Vic- or the even with uh, Dan Campbell, Soup, Soup Can, I think soup. they call him. Yeah, Soup. <laughs> even with him, he, the early returns on him are very positive coming from Matt Patricia especially. So the, the ball and chain might have been taken off that young team. So watch well, out for Penne. Uh, Penny yeah. Hardaway Soul up there <laughs> in Detroit. Yeah, well, speaking of Detroit, we're talking about sleeper teams next, Mike. Do you want to just go ahead and say it? Is Detroit your sleeper team in this division? They are, Len. They are. Uh, like I said, the soup can up there uh, seems to be very popular. Uh, Matt Patricia was not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Campbell, a big, lot of turnover. Big, like, energy yeah, guy. Big, big change. Yeah, uh, like fresh that. breath of air with Goff, who I think is kind of underrated sometimes. I think he's good enough to get the job done. Not enough on the offensive side of the ball to convince me just yet that they can uh, be potent enough. Um, you know, maybe the Bears are a better pick here for sleeper team, but 
I like what Dan Campbell is doing in the culture, and that is always the foundation to a successful team. Let's see what the Lions can do this year. But I think finally, Lynn, the, the Lions might make their fans a little bit happy because they are very tormented. Right. I agree with you. I'm, I, I think the Lions are a good pick here. Um, I'm not going to pick the Lions, but I will say this. Campbell is strikes me as one of those coaches that's walking on a razor-thin line between being like emotional and get your team pumped and work and being one of those guys that just takes your team directly to the toilet. Could go either way. Um, I'm rooting for him. I always root for Detroit as well. I just, I just feel like the city, that team, it's like a Always in a bad spot, and I just wanted them to turn it around. Um, Matt Stafford never could get it done. We'll see if Goff can. I agree with you again. I think Goff's slightly underrated as well. People just bash him like he's a worthless quarterback. I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, he took his team to the Super Bowl, so I believe in him. But I'm going to say the Bears are the sleeper team here. It's a mild sleeper because they finished second. Um, they probably won't do any better than second again. But I think the Bears, I think Fields gets in there with Montgomery. Allen Robinson, like you said, I think the Bears <clears throat> scare some people this year, so I'm going to pick them as my sleeper team as well. Now, the MVP in this division, I mean, it seems the like— The Bears will scare some people this year. That's yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, Bears are scary. Things. They are they scary scare. things. They, they scare. You know, they can run faster than you. You I, can't climb a tree to get away from them. The Bears are definitely have already scared people this year. They've scared me a couple times. Are, this, are they the scariest mascot, do you think? Are they the scariest mascot in this league? It's a tough one to think about, but do you think they are? I mean, are they scarier than lions, the king of the jungle? Do you think the lions would maul a bear? Or do you think it Yes, yes, the lions a, would easily maul a bear. What about a viking, though? Would a viking take no, out a lion, a lion or a bear? Would, uh, uh, the lions are probably, and that's why they're my, my sleeper pick, is because of their mascot, would absolutely maul any other mascot in this league. The Panthers? Not. Yes, they would maul a panther easily. How about a jet? Would a jet plane maul a Is a it tiger? armed? If I'm just, I don't know, but I think it's a commercial jet. What they, what yeah, if it's like a 747, then no, it wouldn't, because it would run out of gas, and then the line would eat the pilot. It would eat everyone when it crashed. Yeah, well, but I if think, it is what armed, if it just landed on a lion? I mean, like, if it just... That is almost impossible. A suicide mission. That's almost impossible to do with a, a, a jetliner. Okay. <clears throat> you know more about aviation than me, so I'm going to take your word for it. Yes. Now, if it was a fighter jet armed with, you know, uh, with live rounds, I think maybe then it has a chance to take line out that line. But a line away as fast as it can run, and it's dodgy. It's got quick hips, twi quick twitch action. You don't think the Jags or Panthers have any chance against the Lions? No right? chance. No, the sheer size the plus speed. Right. Yeah. The, yeah, the Lion is the king of the jungle for a reason, Len. Now you change habitats. That's a discussion for another day. Maybe that's a, another podcast on on the best mascot. Has, the lion, that would ever, be a good has the lion ever snatched onto your je blue jeans? And try to pull you across the cage like they did Joe Exotic. Has that ever happened to you, Mike? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thankful it, it hasn't, man, because that would be scary as shit. And I give Joe Exotic all the credit in the world for keeping those uh, felines tamed the way he did. I mean, he was one with them, and what he said, despite his his gruff uh, exterior and sordid uh, past, uh, to say the least, I think. The way he controlled those animals was magnificent. Are you an exotic guy or a Baskin guy? 
Uh, oh, I'm ex- I'm an anxiety guy for sure. One thousand percent. Who isn't? Yeah, I mean, really? if you're if you're on the Baskin side, yeah, of that he's, documentary, your, he's your classic anti-hero. Just get lost, right? Yeah. All right, who's gonna be the NFC North MVP, Mike? I feel like it's a two-person race here. Is it Adams? Is it Rogers? Is it anyone else? What do you think? NFC North MVP. Wow. You know what, Len? I'm gonna go actually with uh, Jair Alexander. Of, you are. of the Packers, yeah, because I think if their defense can really step up and be rock solid, mm-hmm. mostly led by his coverage ability, the Packers will be almost undeterred to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's an that's an interesting pick. It's kind of a left field pick. I'm gonna lie to you, but I like it, and I like coming out of left field once in a while. I'm gonna go MVP here. I'm just gonna uh, instead of taking one of the easy ones, I'm just gonna say Justin Fields because I think Fields comes in a couple games in. To carries this team and gets them into playoff contention. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Justin Fields is gonna be the MVP here in this division. All right. Wow. What looks like? What we got one division one left. One division left. It's oh the div- boy. I wonder what Len's thoughts on this division are, Len. Yeah. I'm a what big... do you think? Uh, since since if you don't mind me taking this one, since this is your division. Okay. I'll tee it up for everyone and say that Len is a diehard. Uh, Seahawks fan, going back to the Steve Largent days, at, at least. Yeah, he's he's been through it all, the highs and the lows, and and Len, I'm just gonna say right now, the Seahawks are gonna win this division. But I'm curious to hear what you think. Who do you think's gonna win a division? And and just to caution everyone. I know how your minds work. Oh yes, I do. Len, who's your pick to win this division this year? Yeah, Mike, this one is this is a good one. This is a division that's very tough. I think all four of these teams potentially could win in division. Um, I think most people are probably leaning Rams here, and it's hard for me not to look to lean Rams as well because I see the Seahawks play the Rams twice every year, and if there's one thing the Seahawks cannot do, it's block Aaron Donald, pit alum. I mean, if there's uh, – they – I mean, Ru- Russell Wilson is the man. I love Russell Wilson. He is petrified of Aaron Donald because he gets hit by him about 50 times a game. Aaron Donald is Russell Wilson's arch nemesis. Absolutely, and thankfully he has not broken him in half yet. I'm not sure how. Russell Wilson never gets hurt, which is great. But as far as division winner goes, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to hide my homerism. I'm not going to. But I truly believe that the Seahawks <laughs> right. are the best team in this division, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will win the division. It'll be close. Probably one game or maybe even a tiebreaker will decide it. But I think the Seahawks win the division. Um, Rams second, Niners third, Cardinals fourth. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a homer. I ain't going to lie. But I'm, I'm pretty honest, and we'll talk about more about the division. I think – it's going to be a tough division to win, and I'm not sure Seattle will win it, but I I barely favor them over the Rams um, just a tiny bit because of Russell Wilson more than anything. Um, he just finds a way to get things done. And speaking of Russell Wilson, obviously he's a top fantasy player. So what do you think about fantasy player in this division? I'm going to go with a guy that people don't pay enough attention to when it comes to fantasy drafts, and he's in a much better position this year, and that's Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. John Matthew Stafford, Georgia alumnus. Big game tonight for the the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Right, they're going up against uh, Clemson. Your boys. Mm-hmm. 
Matthew Stafford's got Robert Woods. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got uh, who else they got there? They, they got, got uh, they got Cam, uh, Cam. Well, Cam Akers out. Akers is out for the so season. That, that hurts obviously. Do they still have uh, Cook or um, Cooks? Or no? No, Cooks is. I don't even know. Van Jefferson. They Van, got Jefferson Van Jefferson. That's who they have. Uh, Not Stafford. Cam, Van. They're gonna. Aaron Donald's gonna get them the ball in good positions all the time. Uh, and they have McVeigh the offense. I mean, that's the that's the difference maker. But Matthew game. Stafford, I think, is poised for a big fantasy season. Yeah, I like that too. That's a good pick. I mean, for me, the fantasy player to watch in this division is obviously going to come from the Seahawks. They're going to have an explosive offense, and to me, it's DK Metcalf, one of the most dynamic players in the league. Um, showed it last year. I think he'll show it even more this year as he refines his game, becomes more of a threat in the intermediate range, and um, I think he'll reduce some drops. He had a few drops last year, but I think he's just the guy that's going to break out this year, and I think the duo of him and Lockett make for a great fantasy duo, and I think Metcalf is the fantasy guy to watch in this division. Now, moving on to rookies in this division... Michael, do you have any thoughts on the rookies in this division and who you might uh, choose as the most important or best rookie in this division? Oh, just looking at the names here, Len, you kind of caught me off guard with that question. Oh, well, that's weird. I've been asking in the exact same order for the whole entire podcast. Yeah, but, um, well, I'll go ahead slowly, first. That's yeah, fine. It's yeah, go ahead. I'm just <laughs> looking through the names here, and, and it's I'm down to the wire, and it's I'm really no hard to make a selection. It's no problem. I'm going to go with wide receiver from Seattle. Eskridge is going to be the rookie to watch here. If you notice a theme, maybe you'll get it. Seahawks are going to win a lot. <laughs> Seahawks are going to win a lot of these things. Eskridge, slot guy, small school guy, older guy, 24 years old, was a rookie, but he's going to be hugely important to the Seahawks team under new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. They're going to run a lot more quick stuff, a lot more screens, a lot more underneath stuff. So I, I say Eskridge will be the top rookie in this division. Um, all right, Mikey, who do you think is going to be the best rookie in the NFC West? Zayvon Collins of the Cardinals. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah? What do you like about Zayvon Collins? Well, he's he kind of plays that hybrid hybrid uh, style uh, defense. He's, he's very fit. Uh, very dynamic at the linebacker position. I think he fits what uh, the Cardinals are trying to do on defense with a lot of athletes, kind of taking that new approach, and I think he's a real deal. Okay. All right. I like that pick. That's a good one. How about a sleeper team here in the NFC West? Again, the Niners were 6-10 and 10 last year. They're the only team under 500. A lot of injuries there. Cardinals were 8-8. Eight and eight. Rams and Seahawks are presumed favorites in the division, so I don't think either of them are going to be sleeper teams. But what do you think here, Mike, as far as sleeper teams go? It's the team that finished in last place, ironically, last year, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Whether or not Trey Lance takes over, I like the makeup of the rest of the team. Most important fantasy player, I almost should have chosen Brandon Ayuk. Love him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Debo Samuel, if he's healthy, I like him as well. The running backs are always good no matter what, even though they're always hurt somehow. I think their their defense is good enough. They got a good kicking game, which I think is uh, underrated in in the NFC. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers as a sleeper team, and Kyle Shanahan. I love him as a coach, so I'm anxious to see the Niners kind of uh, take that next step this season. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Niners are the sleeper team, too. In fact, I think I said earlier Seahawks and Rams were the presumptive favorites. I think all three of those teams are like 1A, B, and C. I think they're all pretty even. I like the Niners. You get Bosa back this year. You get, um, like you said, a bunch of injury guys. They had tons of injuries last year. Led the league in injury missed games. But also, I agree with you, too. If Lance plays great, if not, that's great. I think Garoppolo takes a bad rap, too, as a guy that, you know, doesn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. But he also took his team to the Super Bowl. I think Garoppolo, he's one throw away from being a Super Bowl champ. I mean, that's the bottom line. If he hits Emmanuel Sanders, he probably throws that ball one yard shorter. They win the Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. And Garoppolo's a hero. Instead, he's, you know... Well, ready to get discarded for someone else. So who knows? But I like the Niners. I think the Niners, Rams, Seahawks all battle it out for this division. And in fact, I think all three make the playoffs this year. Well, yeah, and as we talked about earlier, that's that would be my bet as well for for a division to put three in other than the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MVP, Len, for me uh, in this division is, is Russell Wilson. I think you mentioned him as the most important fantasy player. I think the Seahawks' success rides on him heavily yeah absolutely i mean i obviously agree i think russell wilson is the best thing you know that the seahawks have done in years and years i mean for me personally best thing they did since they drafted brian bosworth in the supplemental draft um out of the university of oklahoma he was a complete flop 100 percent. but he was my favorite guy really took my seahawks fandom to another level and then started in a uh, underrated cult hit by the name of Stone Cold, where he's an undercover narcotics agent. I highly recommend that movie, starring Brian Bosworth. I don't recommend his NFL highlights because you'll probably only find the ones where Bo Jackson smashes him into the ground and then outruns him a bunch of times. So that's not great, but I love the boss, but more importantly, I love Russell Wilson. And that's the whole league, Mike. That's the league. That's the, what we think about what's going to happen in 2021. Um, we'll talk about the NFL far more often in weeks to come and months to come. We'll yes, be there. For sure. We'll be here every week, probably with an NFL recap of the week, something like that. Um, this is going to be just one of the branches of Tentacle, as Mike said, of the Living Room Champs podcast. You can always email us at livingroomchamps at gmail.com. You can always visit us on Twitter at LRCPod. You can always check us out on Facebook, the Living Room Champs page, Instagram, Living Room Champs page. Um, so follow us on all those things. Please give us a subscription, a review, a follow, anything you can do on any of the platforms. If you could just give us some help, I'd appreciate it. We really want to build the listenership to this podcast. We enjoy doing it, and I hope you guys enjoy listening to us. Yeah, and just we got a, a live question in here. Oh, oh. And, and, and what? Did you hear something? Mm-hmm. There's somebody at the door. Let's see who it is. Sean H. Groovy, Groovy Hoovy. He says, hey, guys, just wondering if you have any plans of discussing or recapping any past events, moments in the wrestling world, or are you going to stay strictly with the current product? Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you, Sean, for that. Uh, Len was mentioning the different uh, avenues. Uh, tentacles that the living room champs uh, will eventually cover. We absolutely will be looking at some past uh, moments in wrestling, sports history. Like I said, we're pretty much uh, we're casting our net uh, over anything that's involved sitting in the living room absolutely. and really enjoying yourself, enjoying your friends, mostly <clears throat> enjoying yourself and and everything that you're able to do in the living room, which is 
sports, which is professional wrestling and video games, the TV, holy trinity. Movies. I mean, we really, movies, television. I mean, that's what we're all about. So, Sean, thank you for that question, and Len, thank you for yeah. giving us. We actually socials. have an email in the holster about that one about best, you know, um, celebrity yes. WWF yes. WWE appearances. So we have I will that in say our mail. Yeah, our, I said no. Our mailbag is filled up so exponentially faster than what we expected that we're gonna we're, we have to start uh, drip feeding. Mm-hmm. The mailbag, if you will, because it's already full. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to do a lot of different wrestling-related pods as well, not just current stuff. We'll probably do some, you know, '80s-related stuff, some Attitude Era, just bounce around a little bit and just individual things like that. But um, just stay tuned to us. We'll give you a little bit of everything. If there's something yeah. else one of you listeners wants, if you want us to review a movie or a TV show, if you want us to talk about video games in some way. Um, we'll do whatever we can to keep you guys listening. So just you know, let us know some of your thoughts. We're always open to ideas. Absolutely, and I do want to throw this in here too, Len. We just started a Discord uh, server, so if you're interested in talking to us on Discord, you can find us at Living Room Champs, and we're going to try and get that going as well, amongst all the other things uh, that we're doing on social media that Len had already talked about. But Len, this was fun today. I love this NFL pod. I hope people love it. I hope they listen to it. I hope they give us their thoughts. Yeah, uh, on sure. all the socials, find us on Facebook, hit us up on the website, uh, livingroomchamps.com. Shoot us an email for the next mailbag. We love our fans. We want to interact with you as much as possible. And we'll, I think we'll revisit probably our predictions after the NFL season to see how right or wrong we were. Probably right. Mostly, mostly right. Yeah, so, yeah. Same, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. It was fun today, Len. Thank you. All right. Let's have a good, let's have a good week, everybody. You